Welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, where we empower you with the answers to your burning questions to accelerate your career into the sports industry. We are your hosts, Melbourne-based sports administrators, Ruben Williams and Ryan Walker. Join us as we share unique and personal examples as well as relatable information and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free episodes. Want to swipe our signature framework to add awesome experience to your resume? Download our free ebook, Four Steps to Create Outstanding Work Experience in Sport, at sportsgrad.com.au. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest episodes released every Tuesday and Thursday. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sports Grad Podcast. My name is Ruben Williams and with me, as always, is the dusty Ryan Walker. How are you, Ryan? Rubes, great to be on for this episode. When you say how I am, I think I could be better. I think that's probably the the most honest answer I could give you. A uh, little sore in the head, a few too many apple juices last night, but what a what a great night. I think the, the AFL Grand Final was a cracker. How, how did you go? Absolutely. For those who are listening, uh, we are recording on the day after the Grand Final we are referring, of course, to the match against Richmond and Geelong last night. I had a great time. I, I was up and about because I predicted the score to be 50 to 74. And when Jack Rewalt slotted a goal from the boundary line with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, <laughs> the score was 50 to 74. So I was like the most excited that I've ever been watching an AFL game in my entire life. But then Dustin Martin came in and made sure that that scoreline didn't stay around for long. So no, I had a very good time watching the game. I'm very excited for this episode because we're talking to uh, Kev, who's been inside the hub for the last 100 days or so and was right amongst the team last night. So we should get sensational insight today. Absolutely. And I know we will probably talk about this in the show, but a lot of lot of content around Kev being in, in, in amongst the team uh, at the game. So uh, keen to see sort of and hear about those insights. I know arms around Trent Cotchin while I was singing the song. So <laughs> we'll definitely ask him about that. hundred uh, percent. But firstly, thank you to you so much for listening to the show today, for downloading and getting involved. We really appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. Today we are talking with Kevin Wilson about how you launch career in performance analytics and then end up working inside the AFL grand final. If you're listening for the first time and thinking, what is this show? Who are these two guys? The Sports Grad Podcast is your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry. I myself am a graduate of Deakin University in Melbourne and Ryan is a graduate of Notre Dame, Australia in Perth. A few years back, we both made the jump into working at Cricket Australia together and now our aim is to help you do the same in whatever way, shape or form that may be in the sports industry. Moving on to our very special guest, he comes from the Richmond Football Club. It's the day after the grand final. They just won their third premiership in four years. And Kev was right amongst it in the uh, in the coach's box or on the bench and in the rooms after the game. He's working there as the football technology officer. He comes from Deakin University, having studied an exercise science degree in the past. Kev, welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a big night and uh, equally big morning, but... Yeah, glad to be on the show. Kev, first thing, I was watching the game last night and um, we we haven't met in person. I've seen you on LinkedIn, seen your photo. I was keeping an eye out for you. And then sure enough, after the game, the camera zooms in on Trent Cotchin and Dustin Martin arm in arm. And I spotted you right next to Trent Cotchin on the main screen. Is is Was that you? 
Uh, yeah, that was me. It wasn't planned, um, I do have to say. Uh, a few of my mates weren't happy that we were actually playing a uh, uh, playing a little drinking game that every time I come on the screen they'll have a have a drink of their beer and oh, I think I think that ended ended their beer I guess. What um what were your thoughts on the the night grand final, Kev? Obviously, it was very different to the traditional AFL grand final, which is you know the your sort of midday on a on a Saturday afternoon in Melbourne. Um, watching on TV, it was it looked quite spectacular to be honest. It was good to be at, I guess. I was there for last year's premiership and then also the 2017 premiership as an intern with Richmond. So it was yeah, good to compare, I guess. The um, It was just a totally different experience and we might not ever see that again for a long time. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Well, like we're very thankful that you've given us your time. Like The, the day after the grand final, we know that's a bit of a stretch for anyone who's involved in a premiership. But you've been there for, what, three Three years now involved in three premierships or four years involved in three premierships. How is this one different when you're up in the hub for what 110 days? I think it was, and you're all you know stick around with the same group of people for a long, long time. Was this one a bit different? Yeah, I guess the the feeling overall was quite odd. Like can't go home and sleep in your own bed, so there was that factor. Um, but I guess. It was great that we were able to just get out and do stuff, like go for a walk down to the beach, or go for a go for a yeah, just almost do what you like. I guess we still had some hub restrictions, but other than that, it was yeah, quite good that we were able to get out of the house, unlike everyone else back home in Victoria. Kev, chat us through a little bit about um, your role as football technology officer. Yeah, so it's a little bit multifaceted. So. A lot of similar roles, would you would say I'm a performance analyst, I guess. Um, so I'm looking at a lot of stats and vision um, a- across all our teams, like with AFL, uh, our women's teams as well, to, um, I guess, help, help make the team better. I guess the other side of that is just being on hand to know everything and anything about uh, the computer systems or, like, technology systems that we use. So... Uh, we're a big user of Huddle Sports Code, and they, yeah, with our with our coaches and our our video, we put all our video into Huddle Sports Code, and from there, if anything goes wrong, the coaches will come to me or one of the other guys to get it working again. So it's kind of a little bit different, I guess. Other performance analysts in at other clubs will just be purely looking at vision or stats, while yeah, a little bit of a jack of all trades, especially with the computers. When something does go wrong, does does Damien Hardwick personally come down to you and ask a question and give you a bit of a bake? What's it like dealing with some of the senior coaches? Uh, they're all fine. It's um not as scary as everyone would think, I guess. Um, no, Dimmer's Dimmer's always having problems, I guess, with his computers, um, with his sports code. So yeah, always happy to help there. And where, whereabouts were you when the when the final siren went, and who was around you, and what's it feeling like knowing that you've had a, a part to play uh, in the history of the the club's you know recent success? Uh, so for game day this year, I was actually on the bench. So on game day, I managed the um, uh, our rotations app that we have, and that beams up to the coach's box to see how long the players have been on the field and or who's on the bench. And yeah, so 
it was right in the thick of it. On the bench, you get, it's really good with how you get all the crowd noise after every goal that goes goes through. It comes from right behind you. And, um, yeah, I guess all the players were, were around. Everyone's happy. There's a few assistant coaches on the bench as well that we're all up and about with. So, yeah, it was really good experience, I guess, um, for, for the premiership last year. I was in the coach's box and that was – Again, different self. He can't really hear too much noise. The um, the box is a little bit soundproofed, but yeah, it was great to actually experience it on the field. I think um, my personal reflection on the game was the so the pre-entertainment, uh, let's say, was it was a little bit sad, Rubes, and I'm sure you would have been watching on. Uh, probably felt the same, but as soon as Wolf Mother got up there. And Joker and the Thief was playing. the The game was was on for for one and old, uh, which I think really lifted the the night grand final stocks. Uh, I'm not, not sure what your thoughts were on Wolf Mother, but um, that was that was sort of my big takeaway from the grand final last night. All I remember, Wolf Mother was playing, and uh, Dimmer was giving his final address to the boys, and all he could hear is Wolf Mother. You could barely hear him speak. So, but yeah, everyone was. Pretty amped up at that point. Kev, obviously working at an AFL club is, you know, is the dream for a lot of different people, let alone to work with or within or being part of three premierships. Do you, are you ever like sitting there in the moment, particularly on grand final day, kind of pinching yourself thinking, how, how lucky am I to be in this moment right now? Or are you kind of in the zone focused on actually getting the job done for the team and then worry about that later? Um, I guess for me, it was, my dream, what when I finished school back in 2010, um, it was my dream as well. So, it's, yeah, it's really good to be in that situation. I guess on the day, I really just wanted the result to go our way and not really thinking about the outcome, more just the process of getting it done. And then, yeah, it, one of Dimmer's quotes is, the outcome looks after itself. So, uh, the outcome will look after itself if you're following the processes right yeah, it was a really great opportunity to be there for the end of the game and just to look up and the yeah the final result that we all wanted was actually there in front of us. Kev, what what made it clear to you that um, sort of performance analysis was was the career that you you wanted to go down? To be honest, going through uni, I didn't really know what it was. Um, when I got into sports science, I was like, oh yeah, I want to be a sports scientist, looking at like biomechanics and stuff like that and wasn't really exposed to what performance analysis was until I actually did get my internship at at Richmond in 2017. And um, it was quite funny because you'd think, oh, yeah, sports science is what I'm in, but you don't really do too much of it. I think there was one unit had anything to do uh, with what I do now and that really only uh, scratches the surface. Growing up, I was always uh, like into technology, like using computers. Love love gaming as well. So that kind of all intertwined into like one role, and yeah, it's really great to be able to go to work every day and kind of love what you do and just enjoy yourself. You mentioned that um, a large part of what you do at the moment was different to what you learned at university. What were some of the uh, aspects of your degree that you found especially important uh, for you now in the job that you're doing? Yeah, I think that that one unit I, I did, I think it was applied sports science 
two maybe. I did it in my final year. Um, I remember we had to code a game between, I think it was Brisbane and Geelong back in the day, and just that that little bit of exposure uh, was really good, I guess. That was probably the main thing that I do with the role that I have now is like the, the coding aspect and that will to, to go into depth with, with that a little bit more. It's uh, putting tags on particular pieces of video so you can easily come back and refer to them. So yeah, our coaches and uh, myself and a couple of the other analysts will yeah watch vision and code the game and then come back to that and can look at that through meetings and show the players if we need to quick and easy. What's um obviously the coding of footage is a, a delicate task, but also the the time frames to get that over to coaches post game is sometimes really short. So is that part of your job? It's almost like you got your game day on Saturday, and the next day you've almost got to get to work straight away and, and get that all coded. Um, so post game, the the coaches within thirty minutes have the have the game on the computer to review. All the codes for the AFL and like AFLW, they're all done by champion data. So we can we quickly just download that and plonk it on there onto their video file. So that's really good. I don't have to code every particular player, which is great. And then during the game as well, we um, code the game live with some particular codes that our coaches like to look at too. So for the review in the next couple of days, a lot of the work on our end is already done and then yeah it's up to the coaches to pick out the particular points that they want to uh, delve into and show in their line meetings i guess does every club use the same system or you know some clubs would be able to possibly sort of spend more on that in that department or is it all different i think most clubs in the afl use sports code that's the way that it it just works i think the afl and champion data, they have an agreement with uh, Sports Code to be able to populate that all straight straight onto the onto our videos, and we can get that live as well at the game. So, yeah, everyone everyone uses that. But I think if there's a few other clubs that use a couple of different programs live during the game as well. Is it Kev? Is that something that you learnt to use on the job, or is that something that? Uni taught you or you did a short course outside of uni? Uh, I really only had exposure to it once I did get my internship in sports code. Um, I guess at uni, I think they had a different program called Dartfish that they used. And, yeah, sports code was just a lot easier to use, in in my opinion. It, um, yeah, just ease, yeah, ease of use was the, the one big thing that, uh, really makes it better. Throughout your degree at Deakin, you, you held the role of Deakin Resident Sports Coordinator and Team Leader for Event Workforce Group. How did you leverage that experience in, in those positions to successfully land your role at Richmond? Yeah, I guess it was when I was applying for my role at Richmond at the end of the day, it was just really good that I had experience in, in the industry. It, um while I was yeah, while I was at Deakin, I was living on the campus at the time, and yeah, volunteered to be the sports coordinator. So I was organising fun games for the residents on a weekly basis, as well as organising a netball tournament as well. So uh, while with Event Workforce, I was 
uh, like doing stuff like activations and some of it w- was with like Cricket Australia, um, the AFL and AF- AFLW as well, uh, Melbourne Victory, uh, Gymnastics Australia. And I guess that just opened the door, uh, got me to know people in the industry. Um, a lot of it was free work, like volunteer work that I did, and then some of it was paid as well. So I guess try just getting out there and uh, – making the most of your time, especially while you're studying and getting your foot in the door is probably the, the, the best thing I did. When you, when you get to Richmond for the interview for your internship, what, what are some of the main things that they are looking for, given that you haven't had any experience using sports code yet? What are they looking for to introduce you to the things that they want you to use? Um, I guess it's just, like you said, no one really has that experience as an intern. Uh, in like the performance analytics side of things. So I guess it's just really a, a great mindset. Like if you, if people did have experience, then they're obviously going to be looked at a little bit higher. Um, I guess when I'm high, when I'm looking at taking on interns now, it's really just trying to get people to understand what we're doing. A lot of people come and apply for the role and they'll start talking about, how much strength and conditioning they do or how much they love ex-phys. And there's nothing really in the role that has anything to do with that. So I guess making sure you read the position description is really good. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the main thing and just trying to base your, your experiences on like what what the position, what the position description said. Do you, was there like a certain uh, behavioural trait or attitude that they – being Richmond saw in you from the get-go that you think flagged to them that you had what it took to get that initial internship? I'd like to think there was something. I'm not actually sure what the what the, uh, the guy that took me on at the time uh, was thinking. But I guess with my, uh, my experiences, like like I said, with like uh, event workforce doing all, like all the different events I did and like the coaching I did at, um, at Deakin Uni as well, I think just the the wide exposure and the little bit of leadership that I could kind of kind of bring is yeah probably one of the things that they would like. And your role now, and obviously you've been with Richmond now, is it four four years almost? Has your role sort of changed over that period of time? Have you been able to sort of adapt into other areas, or has the role more or less stayed stayed the same? Uh, no, it was definitely a lot of adaptation. I guess when I started as an intern in 2017, it was a lot of just the filming of training and uh, coding coding training afterwards for for the coaches to look at. So it was quite basic. But then, yeah, when I did get hired in 2018, it started to turn into collating match vision, um, helping yeah, helping the coaches with some of their stuff that they need. And then I guess the Richmond got an AFLW team. So I became the the lead performance analyst for the women's team and started doing like opposition reports and looking at our own team structures and things like that with the coaches. So yeah, it's definitely changed year on year. The, um, the landscape, especially with COVID now has changed it again, again, obviously with the hub and, uh, there's some staff that couldn't come uh, come up to Queensland just due to the numbers and 
yeah, we've had to take on their roles as well. When when you say preparing an opposition report each week, what what does that exactly look like? Yeah, so for for the AFLW, looking at uh, like our opposition's last two or three games and just trying to figure out what they're excelling in and like what we can do like with our game plan to try and negate them. So I don't know, it could differ from like one team is a low kick, high handball team and they like to get contested possessions more than uncontested possessions. And I guess trying to go along with the coaches, trying to adjust our strategy to be able to try and combat them. And yeah, hopefully it's for the better and for the win. Performance analysis from from the outside, um, you know, looking in, it, it it sounds like a, a bit of like a glamorous role in the AFL. It's something that people sort of think about and think, oh, that would be awesome to do. Sounds really interesting. You get to sort of travel with the team, do that kind of thing. What's something that you sort of didn't expect before coming into the role that you have now that you've done it, you sort of you yeah. only realise now? Well, when you think about it, um, a lot of it to do is like with with data and uh, I guess like there's a lot of data analysts out there in like a, a commerce kind of side that would be able to manage your Excel spreadsheet a little bit more. And uh, yeah, so I guess a lot of it is trying to translate your, the, the statistics and data that we get mm-hmm. into uh, something that is actually usable for the team. I guess the biggest thing is trying to just convert that. So there's like just that major like data focus. Like it's all kind of about Excel sheets and like kind of yeah. thing. it's not as you're not sort of analyzing, oh, you know, Dusty's got a really good right leg. Uh, it's, yeah. it's more so just the, the numbers and how you can sort of create a story from those numbers. Yeah. I guess with AFL, like a lot of it is is the numbers. If you have more, more of the ball, you have more opportunity to – uh, go forward and kick goals, but I guess a lot of it too uh, does come down to game plan. It's not, I guess, AFL isn't really a sport like like a baseball or something where data is the true driver. And, um, a lot of a lot of it is the process as well. And with data and statistics, we can try and help help the coaches with that. Then I guess we've done our job at the end of the day. I'm hoping now that the season's over and you've had your success, you might be able to answer this question. But what were some of the key statistics and KPIs that you guys measured yourself upon this season? Uh, I think it's probably one stat that you start to hear on Fox Footy and Channel 7 a lot is just the pressure. I'm not really too sure how champion data measure their little pressure sensor and that beams onto channels, Channel 7. I think I remember BT maybe four or five weeks ago going on and on about how the pressure meters through the, through the roof. And it, um, I guess that's something that we, that Richmond tries to base themselves on is just cracking in. Uh, if they don't have the ball, just trying to rip it back off the opponents and then get the ball going forward again. So that's probably one of the biggest things. It's, I guess the team as a whole, they're not really a huge, like one person possession getter, like yeah, maybe like your danger field might get 30, 30 touches as well. Like your best player, like I don't know, Dustin or Trent Cochin or something, they might only get fifteen to twenty touches for a game. But yeah, it's more of a more of a team effort rather than an individual 
individual effort from the stats point of view. One thing I'm really keen to, to find out um, from yourself, Kev, being inside the footy department, um, I've heard a lot about the work that Richmond do with Ben Crow and in particular with Dustin Martin and, and Damien Hardwick and some of the things that they've been able to talk about and discuss more openly has kind of led to their change in mindset that's led to this success. Is that something that stays within that core group of leaders or is that an approach that they try and roll out across the entire footy department and how has your experience been um, learning some of the things that Ben Crow has implemented at the footy club? I think it's really just embraced by everyone. It, um, like Not only the footy department, but obviously the last four years it's been uh, a winning experience which has helped, but just the the staff, like all our admin staff, um, everyone's, everyone's included in, in the win. I guess it really didn't feel like that this year, but just trying to embrace the little things and um, just enjoy every moment while, while you can. Dimmer always reinforces that these are the little things that well, we've done so many little things during the year to, to get us to this position and uh, just em- embrace the journey and to really enjoy what you've done and just be proud of it. And yeah, as we said before, the, the outcome will look after itself as long as we follow the process and uh, enjoy it while we're doing it. Kev, interested to to hear around, um, you mentioned not all the staff made it up to the hub um, and obviously trying to run a footy club with minimal staff who aren't sort of face-to-face would be challenging, I think, you know, like any sort of business in a way. How's that been for you um, sort of working with colleagues who are probably still in Melbourne um, and then having sort of some in Queensland? How's that sort of worked from a from a work point of view? Most of the footy staff did end up coming up. So there, there were some that did stay back and I guess it's just keeping in contact and keeping up with each other, making sure that everyone's doing okay. It's really an unprecedented time, so... Hopefully we don't have to live through anything like this this again. But I guess the club's pretty good at trying to have little things uh, to try and just boost morale. There's a, a couple of the guys do like a opposition analysis, like before every Richmond game on a like the night before a game, and I think they get like fifty to sixty staff like across across the whole team uh, across the whole club to into that and it just yeah a bit of a morale booster and makes them feel connected with the guys that are up in Queensland as well. Kev we touched on your internship at Richmond earlier and how it led to a full-time position at the footy club what were some of the key things you did that impressed them enough to keep you on a full-time capacity and what was the process like going between an internship and a full-term position did they just hand it to you or was there an interview process what was it like? I guess, well, at the time when I was going for my internship, like I always, always wanted to be in elite sport and I guess trying to get that initial internship, I had an interview with Geelong and they knocked me back and then interviewed at North as well and I thought I did really well in that interview and I ended up getting knocked back as well and that one hurt a bit as I was a North Melbourne fan growing up and I hadn't heard from a few other applications but I guess initially I just tried to go out on a limb and uh, eventually uh, just started uh, cold emailing people uh, from different clubs and eventually 
uh, got a reply from Carlton and they asked me to come in and help with their AFL team, AFLW team, which was good. Um, and then once that one came, I did get a call back from Richmond saying come in for an interview and then end up getting offered a position with the with the AFL team. So I ended up taking that one as well. And that was a bit, little bit closer to home for me to get to. But I guess while interning with them, I always just made myself readily available for anything they wanted. Um, if they, they would send me a message asking if I could help out with a, a training day, I would just pretty much drop everything, drop, drop union head in and help out with that. And I, I guess just the, um, the persistent, with my my attitude to always help them out and was something that they liked I guess and I guess I got along with the my boss at the time and they actually didn't uh, take me on in a full-time capacity straight after the internship they didn't actually they didn't have a position for me so uh, from there I went out and was just looked for some more volunteering work and actually picked up something with uh, the Melbourne Demons so I was there for about a month and a half and then a position did end up coming up at Richmond so they were first to ring me pretty much and uh, had to do a little interview but I guess them knowing my work ethic and knowing I could just slot straight into the job pretty quickly was probably the best thing for me. Very nice. Kev, we we often ask this question of our guests uh, and it's great to get a sort of a perspective of people in, in different types of roles in sport but if you were a student or a graduate now uh, looking for opportunities in, in sports analytics, um, what what advice would you would you tell them and what are some things they can possibly do to, to really boost their chances of landing a role? Yeah, I think it's if you can't get straight into a like an AFL internship, the best thing to do would probably be just try and get some experience wherever you can, whether that be like a a state league level or it doesn't well even with another sport i guess at the end of the day if someone if i was to take it on an turn and i saw that saw someone with experience in something like a sports code or something or statistics or something like that i'm gonna look at them and put them probably to the top of the pile when i when i get all the resumes well if there's someone with not as much experience then it's not not a good look but at the same time, yeah, would prefer to have someone that knows a little bit more about the role and can get into it from there. Awesome, Kev. Well, I think we we might leave it there. We could probably talk all afternoon about <laughs> the AFL and, and your role and obviously the grand final last night. Um, but thank you very much for, for spending your grand well, the day after the grand final Sunday um, with us. It, it's been awesome to chat. Um your role is something that I think a lot of listeners are really keen to, to understand more and um, it's certainly an area I think a lot of people have interest in um, from all all kinds of, of backgrounds and, and whatnot. So, um, no, again, thank you very much for joining us on the Sports Grab podcast and uh, all the best. Not a problem, boys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, a reminder to please hit subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out on any episodes. Drop us a ratings, five stars, no doubt, and leave us a review. It really does mean so much and helps us put together the show for you with more sensational guests such as Kev. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the SportsGrad podcast. If you need help with your sports career, head to sportsgrad.com.au and download our free ebook today. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a tag on socials at SportsGrad. 